0: Thank you for joining us for this special hour-long episode of soust This episode was recorded live two days ago on the eve of Andrew Wong's collaboration with Albert Edria at his London restaurant A Wong. This episode is a live recording of a q and I hosted with both Andrew and Albert in front of an audience of writers, broadcasters and food industry players hours before the first diners sat and experienced the food these two giants have created in that intersection of dim sum and tapas.
1: Good morning, everyone. Um, thank you for coming on a Friday. I know you journalists working from home, whatever it's called, um, probably have better things to do on a Friday, Friday morning. Um, but yeah, it's a very, very exciting time for myself uh, the restaurant um, anyone who's um, been a chef for more than our generation will know that Albert has probably been the single most important figure in our entire industry um, who's changed the way that young chefs cook um, sometimes for the better sometimes they give me headaches <laughs> by trying to copy what he does um, but it really is a, a real absolute honor to finally have Albert join us. Um, we first thought about doing this years ago uh, pre-pandemic um, and I even went to Barcelona. We, we looked at uh, the kitchen space and it didn't quite work out and then I was going to kidnap him when he took his family to the Seychelles. Um, I was going to get my family to abduct him and, and to hold him ransom um, and finally we have him in London. Uh, as I said, this is a very informal kind of chat to kind of answer Uh, questions on what this event really is about. It's about dim sum. And I think people are often misunderstood about what dim sum is. And if there's one thing that Albert has taught me, it's to really look outside of the box. I think sometimes we're very quick to pigeonhole things. This is dim sum, this isn't dim sum. This is that, this is not that. And I think if you use a more holistic view about cuisine and about particular things within cuisine, I think mm-hmm. the outcomes uh, can be so much special, more special, and it's actually how all cuisine evolves. Anyway, um, it's just about trying to open our minds and open our hearts to the idea of of change. Thank
2: you. well, thanks everybody to come. I'm sorry, but uh, I don't have capacity to talk in English. Uh, the words uh, I like say, Tristan working working with me translate my words uh voy intentar a systematizar un poco y chronologicamente ya lo ha dicho andrew pero yo lo quiero repetir i'm
3: gonna i'm gonna say again try to system systematize and,
2: and talk in a chronological order but andrew already explained it very well now i i see my phone uh, the photo 26 june 2017 it's the first time come here I uh, see uh, see <laughs> The uh, first time I came,
3: uh, someone told me, you have to go to this, this place, yeah,
2: donde a a un, a un where you're going to
3: see a, a young guy, young chef,
2: que está haciendo un un he's making a unique, uh, different dim sum. And once I came out, I was just uh, marveled and, and I told, start telling all my friends to come. Yeah, this is the original photo. We are uh, the day we are, uh, we are now together. <laughs> uh, Young guy. <laughs> eh, soy un enamorado de la cocina china.
3: Uh, really with, uh, Tiene el recetario más extenso del mundo. the
2: world. Y técnicas ancestrales que son más modernas el and, la que que And chico. ancestral
3: techniques modern nowadays y lo
2: que más me excita es que no tengo ni idea cómo se hace nada
3: y lo que excites me uh, es que no tengo idea cómo se ha
2: por eso este cuatro, man, este cuatro manos es parte del egoísmo y
3: uno de los razones por lo que estamos haciendo este cuatro manos es egoísta.
1: quiero aprender we de want
2: él Ah, oh,
1: come on. <laughs>
2: Come on! We actually just did one uh, four hands uh, in Barcelona with Alex Atala. And before the pandemic, we are told with Andrew to make in, in my old restaurant. Close now, call it Pacta a uh, four hands. Uh, la pandemia uh, llegó y, y bueno, pues hemos estado esperando digamos hasta hasta ahora. So like
3: Andrew said. Uh, after the pandemic it was not before the, it was not possible to do this event so until now we've been waiting.
2: and uh, the only difference that we're instead of barcelona we're doing it here normally four hands uh, are
3: are egoistical from part of the chefs
2: no pensamos en el cliente
3: we sometimes we don't think in the guests and the clients
2: pensamos en la amistad pensamos en compartir we think in,
3: in traveling and friendship and in sharing information
2: y al final el cliente se pasa horas aburrido
3: and then sometimes uh the guests spend three four hours aboard where he doesn't really understand one cuisine of one chef or the other
2: Por eso hemos tardado tan,
3: tanto en venir. This is why it took a little bit longer for us to come. Because I wanted to send two of my head chefs here uh,
2: to the restaurant before. Yeah, three, three uh, weeks before, come here to learn uh, in the kitchen our uh, three days together with the Andrew team and Andrew yourself. Uh, learning uh, the recipes, learning uh, something and the, the structure, no? to the menu because uh, we make tapas, uh, we make uh, finger food, and the dinsam is more similar. You can, I believe, you can... Uh, in, in, uh, in Spanish. We think it's
3: very similar, there's lots of similarities, you know, between the Chinese and the Spanish tapas concept, you know, of sharing the food in the middle, the sharing
2: the Y hemos Finger hecho food. hemos hecho algo muy poco inteligente, in case, que es crear un menú realmente partiendo el, del
3: trabajo de los dos. A menu from scratch with, uh, both of our cuisines, not just dishes, dishes pues A a esta hora
2: aún no sé bien bien cómo van a ser los platos. So
3: now at 10 minutes to 11, we still do 100%
2: how all the dishes are going to be. <laughs> Le hemos traído unas bases de salsas.
3: We brought many uh, sauce bases from traditional Spanish uh, sauces. Y se las hemos dado y and él las ha transformado y nos me las ha devuelto. We just give it to him, he spices them up, he transforms them and then he gives them back to us.
2: Y él a la vez está transformando algunas de sus recetas. And so, and at the same time he's transforming some of a nosotros entonces eh, bueno, sí. Sabemos que va a ir muy bien. So we, we know it's gonna it's gonna go well. Y es great pleasure to be here with Andrew and his team. duda una, espero, espero, que, espero que sea una de las más And de I manera. hope
3: it's uh, one of the most beautiful experiences uh, we have. La cocina dicen The cuisine kitchen uh, unites. It's so the best example.
1: That's all. all. <laughs> <So, laughs> Mukta is gonna um, Lead us today. Um, Mukta and I have been working together for six, seven years, mm, or ten almost. I say working together more like she's the brains behind any kind of meaningful stuff that we do. Um, she's a, a an academic, a, a doctor, a doctorate, a doctor, mm. a doctor. Mm. Sorry, a doctor of food anthropology um, from SOAS. Um, and we've had so much fun together over the past six years. Um, and you know, people automatically sometimes they imagine they Think that um, by default, because of your culture or whatnot, that you, you assume that they know mm-hmm. certain things. But actually, a lot of stuff about my culture I, w- I was taught and I, I learnt, um, and food culture I learnt um, th- with the help of people like Mukta. It's, it's very much a, a proactive exercise, it's not osmosis by just being Chinese by default. Um, so, that's been an incredible part of, of our journey together. And she's going to ask us some really challenging questions, um, hopefully, harder ones to Albert and easier ones to myself. (laughs) Unlikely, Uh, unlikely.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Um, And that's a fantastic introduction to this collaboration. And I've hoped to be kind of digging in a little bit more with some key questions. Um, But first, just to set the scene, just to give everyone a quick introduction to both chefs. Um, Andrew Wong, he's been my friend and collaborator for a long time. For
2: oh, me, it's impossible to make a quick introduction.
0: I know, I had to really <laughs> boil it down to. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all <laughs> you can tell me what I have missed. Um, Andrew is a third London based generation of restaurateur in his family. Um, he took over his father's interests when his dad passed away a couple of decades ago. And at that time, Andrew retrained as a chef. I'm sure you're probably aware of some of these, um, the, the history. And he also used his anthropology and chemistry-based academic background to relaunch the restaurant and push the boundaries of his art. Um, also using Chinese cultural history, which is a little bit where I come in, to, to, as a basis of that. Andrew's restaurant. A Wong holds two Michelin stars and Andrew is a consultant in a range of culinary projects including with the Oberoi group and has written a cookbook and, uh, and is in numerous TV shows. Albert Adria began his culinary career in 1985 after dropping his studies to join El Bulli <laughs> with his brother Farhan. Together the Adria brothers pushed the boundaries of gastronomy earning El Bulli its status as one of the world's best restaurants. Leaving El Bulli with the head pastry chef title after its closure in 2011, Albert Adria embarked on his own independent culinary adventures, establishing a distinguished reputation for himself. He opened a series of critically acclaimed restaurants, um, culminating lastly in Enigma. Today, Enigma is open, um, is, is actually is your only restaurant in Spain at the moment, right? And it offers, as you can imagine, um, an amazing um, menu inspired by seasonal products and all the knowledge and experience that this chef has acquired over 35 years of pushing at that envelope. So these are the two chefs. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're also recording this for um, our ExoSouth podcast, the podcast that myself and Andrew are on. So hello to any of the listeners listening in after the event uh, to tune in on this uh, unique conversation. Okay, so let me start with a slightly easier one, because actually, I think Albert and Andrew, you've touched on it a little bit, right? But, okay, this collaboration's been years in the making, right, 2017 was that first picture. And of course, the pandemic came and went. Now we're 2023, midway through. What really has been the key to getting you to do this now? You're both at the top of your game in terms of your culinary uh, experience and your and your enterprises, what? Why now? Was it a practical consideration, or was it something that uh, drove you or drives you to kind of increase your knowledge of various techniques or cuisines? Why now?
3: Bueno, porque, porque ahora, porque para hacer la colaboración. vaya
1: pregunta. Depende del calendario. No. Uh, way now. No. Why
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking, you're talking to
1: two chefs, um, and the best way, the best thing that's happened to me over the past three weeks is I've been chatting uh, with Albert and the team about the menu, and we come up with a menu, we come up with, he makes these amazing PowerPoints, like right? beautiful photos and everything, and then at the end of the text message he goes, when Albert shows up, he's going to change everything anyway. So don't worry. <laughs> and it's the first time in my career that I thought, wow, maybe I am just like that, which is why I'm equally as ad hoc. And I think that really is the way that a lot of chefs think. It's not always kind of pre-planned to the minute, to the day. It is kind of like we knew there was something special to be done. Um, and we've been talking about it for years and it was just kind of the conversation hit the right time Tristan and Albert and the team said, let's do it. And so it was like, let's do it. Um, but yeah, it, it, the, the considerations of it have taken Probably years in, in, in trying to make it happen because as you can imagine, Albert is extremely busy I mean, he's he's been on the plane more and I've been on the underground in the last month um, so, so these, the, those are the logistical uh, considerations. But in terms of culinary-wise, sometimes you know, chefs is very much about being in the right place at the right time, mm. having that right conversation, um, and then just going all out and going, well, we're going to do it. Mm. In my case, uh, the
2: pandemic
3: hit us very hard. Uh, we had five uh, restaurants in Barcelona,
2: in the same area, no? Neighborhood. The same neighborhood, yeah. Mm, more or less 500 meters, mm. four restaurants with one star Michelin, mm-hmm. uh, the, five, the five restaurant is a, is a bar, is a traditional bar, uh, after the pandemic I closed, I closed my five restaurants different, the different motives. Different uh, motives, we closed all of the restaurants. Hemos dos años parados. We've
3: been two years stopped, we stopped the restaurants.
2: Y pensaba que le prometí a mi familia no volver a casa a medianoche y que se había acabado la alta razón. En realidad,
3: prometí a mi familia que la cocina de alta edad uh, me hiciera para mí y no llegaría a casa de la noche
2: más. Después de 38 años, 53 años, y creo after, que ya habiéndolo hecho casi todo, poco más podía, que podía after decir. Después
3: de 38 años de trabajo, casi 53 años, pensaba que no había mucho más para mí que decir
2: la el destino llevó a a mentir a mi familia and destiny made me lie to my family <laughs> volver a, a la alta gastronomia and go
3: back to, to high
2: end cuisine with my only restaurant i uh, am the owner uh, to uh, alone to the i i make a big investment in this in this uh, restaurant alone uh est, me siento obligado a, a volver a y si vuelves hay and que I, hacerla a tope i i felt obliged
3: to the needed to, to come back, and
2: if you're going to come back, you have to do it uh, full strength. Mm-hmm. For, for me and my team, it took us uh, a lot of effort. Uh, we were, you know, rusty and <laughs> out of shape. We are makeup up up during the pandemic with Allendicals uh, in Paris, mm-hmm. and uh, personally, in, for my side, I believe it's a little disaster because it's that we are we are thinking in other, in other, in other pensando en otras cosas we
3: were thinking in other things
2: el caso que eh, ahora estamos eh, después de un año que acabamos de cumplir enigma a una velocidad total after one year that we reopened enigma we're at full speed and y dentro de todo el, el día a día y todo lo que nos gusta pues es aprender si, si la vida and, se bien, aprender
3: and, and within you know the day to day of the restaurant uh, what we like most is is to learn uh, life you have to learn every day. ya lo he
2: dicho antes, estamos aquí
3: para aprender before, really
2: y hacer feliz a 40 personas
3: should and, to for uh, and, and
2: tomorrow because mm-hmm. uh, my work and his work is make make happy the the, the customers mm-hmm. is that is only thanks to the gastronomy
0: mm-hmm. I, I
2: love otra cosa que me encanta de la cocina es el ritmo uh, another China. thing I
3: love about the Chinese cuisine is the rhythm. Mm.
0: Es
1: clave. It's It's a key. It's like symphony. a symphony. I think what Malbo is referring to is that even now, um, 10 years after we've opened, we still get a lot of guests when they come for dim sum. They will start complaining, saying that the food is coming too fast or they say there's too much on the table. But actually, in my mind, Sometimes, what we need to do as a restaurant is not only just serve food, but also show people how to eat certain things. Some cuisines are not meant to be eaten with one plate finish, clear, bring back one plate, clear. It's very much, we, we try to use this phrase, the energy of dim sum. And I think culturally, that is a, a language which needs to be communicated and people need to understand, and I think, if anything, Albert understands that better than anyone. He talks about energy, but when you go to Enigma, it's this constant rhythm, when you're there, just like boom, boom, boom. Everything is super well thought we're, out and we're intricate.
2: working 48 people for 40 customers now. That, that may <laughs> also be one of the reasons why <laughs> so much rhythm. <laughs> but, no, there uh, are many in gastronomia. There's, there's many truths in gastronomy. Todas ellas son, son and they're all good. Por un lado, tienes en una mano la cocina Dim sum, la cocina. En una mano tienes la Dim Sam, de interesante cocina, muy energética. Por el otro, tienes estar en una mesa de un restaurante de alta gastronomía. Y por
3: otro, tienes estar en una mesa de un restaurante de alta gastronomía.
2: Esperando 30 minutos a que te traigan
3: las cartas con pan y mantequilla. Las dos
2: son uh, Son verdad. It's, it's okay. The, the customer choose.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, I love what you said about learning, right? Because it's, it's, it's key, right? You're right. Uh, to, um, to grow as a chef at any stage, it's all about learning. But I wondered, Andrew, about the clothes world of dim sum making and that kind of top-tier culinary efforts, you know, it's kind of a closed world, master apprentice style. Okay, things are changing now, Dim Sum in culinary schools of course, but they're still a closed world. And so the kind of translations that you had to do and Albert, the kind of questions you had to ask Andrew to get an in into this kind of quite quite a unique, kind of opaque world, how did that work? What kinds of things did you have to share to break open Dim Sum? To get to a point where you are collaborating today and
3: tomorrow. What? 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 How how
1: What? First of all, I think the, the, the one thing you learn very quickly when you, when you work with Albert is that it's not about secrets. That's probably the, the one most important thing, um, is that Albert is extremely, and his team are extremely generous um, with all their knowledge and all their recipes. And if you ever ask for one, be prepared for like a 10-page document to come back. <laughs> it's just for a pigeon dish. I was like, really? Um, <laughs> But, but I think it, it's a very special attribute to have. And it's very similar to, to what I see in China, actually. When I, when I first started cooking in China, there was this level of secrecy where you would do stuff. And then, for example, when you're making suckling pig, they'll show you the whole process. But they won't tell you exactly what is in the, the maltose mixture. Um, or they won't show you exactly where they're poking certain holes to, to stop certain parts of the skin blistering. Um, or they won't tell you that they use fairy up liquid to wash the pork skin before starting the process. Um, and I think it's
2: because they sh- believe. We
3: said you don't you don't know our recipes that that well either. Absolutely. <laughs> uh,
1: don't worry, I've got loads of washing up the turkey. But, but when you work with Albert, it is this... And it's, it's, a, it's a cultural thing. And it's happened again in China as well, where people are becoming a lot more open um, the about uh, their knowledge. The because I think they've realised that the, the advantages massively outweigh the disadvantages. So if you have a particular technique, um, you know, with, it, with social media whatever, it's very quick. Like it, it, everyone knows it's yours. It's, it's how you communicate that knowledge and see how other people... Um, take it and run with it. And that's what is most exciting about uh, working with Albert, is he takes something which I've seen from from a very young age and he's done something to it in a way that I could never do because it's so culturally ingrained in, in my food memories and what I think is true. Um, and, and he flips it on his head and he's like, oh, never thought about that. For instance? Um, it's things like, if you look at his... It, I can't break, tell you the menu, but he's, he's got this dish which is, basically it's a chung fun, but he's, he's taking it to a to a, complete, in a different, completely different direction with the filling, with the skin, uh, with the sauce. Uh, but, but to me, the heart of it is a chung fun. And if you check the Instagram post out, the young chefs didn't understand that it was a point I was trying to make. But that it was very much about trying to find the parallels between cuisines. You know, sometimes we... we, we we always talk too much about differences, but actually there are so many similarities between cuisines. And the more I learn, the more I see the similarities, more than the differences.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I understand. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. I,
1: I've been to China three times.
2: I eat in, uh, around the world in Chinese restaurants, uh, like everybody, San Francisco, Melbourne, uh, New York, London. Uh, but my really uh, teacher, Chinese cuisine. Tell me, tell me, strange. Eh? But it's uh, YouTube. Mm-hmm. When I go to mm-hmm. sleep, uh, practically, practically I sleep out my house. The 15 days a month, uh, in my bed, I, I see Chinese uh, videos from a Chinese cuisine, and it's unbelievable. Only can make with a knife, for example. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a I search in Spanish. It's atrapa no it's, Es perturbador, it's es emocionante. Perturbador, uh, y te cae. Como puedes estar 20 minutos viendo cómo cortan. Como oh, manipulan los ingredientes con el cuchillo.
3: 20 minutos y ver cómo usan los ingredientes con solo un
2: cuchillo. Claro, cuando hablamos ya entre profesionales, estamos hablando como muchos que hay aquí, da eh, un nivel ya en el cual a veces no hay que decir nada. Y
3: cuando hablamos entre profesionales, como like muchos de ustedes aquí, hay un momento en el que no necesitas hablar, no necesitas hablar.
2: But you need uh, this minimum of uh, knowledge. He talked about the uh, chow fang. Yeah. I know who is chow fang. I eat uh, 25 times yeah. chow fang. We, tonight we make a chow fang yeah. with my sauce. We make a, yeah, together because I make a, a Japanese version to chow fang in my restaurant. Mm-hmm. But uh, in, tonight uh, we, we make two share uh, recipes.
1: Secret. Until tonight, we don't know what's in it. You
2: know, I hope uh, after uh, finish uh, now, uh, the next three hours maybe can are one of the three more exciting three hours in my life, because uh, because uh, we don't know anything. (laughs) (laughs) My team is working now in the school, Mm. and uh, one o'clock arrived with the recipes. Yesterday, we made a meeting two hours uh, work, uh, watching the ingredients because, because, una cosa también que es importantísima, que no hemos hablado, no? Eh, todas las cocinas del mundo, todas, empiezan por la calidad so del One
3: thing that's very important that we didn't talk about, that all cuisines in all the world, they start with one most important thing, that's the quality of the ingredients. Mm
2: todas las cocinas.
3: All the, all the cocinas
2: y lamento decir alguno pero yo no hago cocina molecular yo no sé lo que es la cocina molecular, I don't even
3: know what molecular is. no tengo ni idea, no idea. Eh,
2: <risa> intento hacer buena cocina
3: I just try to do good
2: y estoy realmente en estos momentos después de pandemia
3: and after pandemic, especially now these moments.
2: Enfermo por la calidad de I'm, producto. I'm
3: crazy with the quality of the products. Tengo dos
2: personas el mercado día a
3: two two members of the team just scouting uh, the market for products. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Best fo- best best products.
0: And and building on that then, what kind of challenges has have there been in terms of sourcing ingredients and and uh, experimenting. Um, what are the t- kind of two or three, apart from the chung-fan, maybe another couple of dishes that you've experimented with that really push these boundaries and the menu that you're...
2: For me, the Shalom he make is the, the best in the world. I don't know, you, you two don't know how to make, no? <laughs>
1: Chang- 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 Hidan, I hope I can. <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope I still but can.
2: Uh, yesterday he told us a bit the secret. <laughs> es and es why his is, is so good? <laughs> <laughs> es and why it's so special. Ha, ha, ha stock, uh, so in
3: this case we made a stock with uh, Iberian uh, jamón ibérico.
1: I, I have never made a 500 euro stock before. I'm not going <laughs> whole leg into an existing pork stock. Um, only for Albert. <laughs> only for Albert. <laughs>
0: so it's not been a challenge, it's been more of an opportunity to just just play, really. But,
1: but I, I've, I've always said... Like,
2: Another example, sorry, no? Él mm. acaba con un festival eh, de platos, no? Eh, mm-hmm. You know, like for another example he finishes many times
3: with like a big festival many dishes
2: no? we, we brought a, a 100% traditional Spanish
3: like my dish like
2: my mom making my house with chicken uh-huh. But we are making uh, chicken leg with uh, ¿cómo se llama la cresta? Corn. chicken con y se lo he dado we just gave it to him and he transformed it into something that unites both of us Entonces es, es, me parece mágico. That, for me I find that magical. Porque la como decía Robuchon, ¿no? La, la cocina fusión debe servir para la difusión y la y no la confusión. La, like
3: Robuchon said that the, the, the fusion cuisine fusion has to uh, has to serve to
2: diffusion it? to diff confusion. Uh, d- uh, sh- fusión Just not confusion. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: fusion. Fusion, no confusion. Yes. yeah.
2: <laughs> Y mm-hmm. la cocina ha viajado siempre. La cocina siempre ha Podemos ver la, la la influencia tan grande que ha tenido en Occidente la cocina japonesa. You can
3: see the, for example, the, the, the big influence of the Japanese cuisine in the occidental food. Es mm-hmm. incontestable.
2: It's, uh, it's <laughs> undoubtable.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have always, Mukta and I have always discussed this, actually.
2: Well, because, because, sorry, uh, not only the Japanese, before when I started in, in 1985, it's only one kitchen in the world. It's the French uh, cuisine. Uh, I I learn uh, French cuisine. I I I buy the old books to uh, Robert Lafon collection. I, I buy. I'm going to French, to France. My brother going to France to learn. We uh, live uh, for 15 kilometers to France. My family part of my family are French. I I my, my infancia have in France.
3: All my childhood was uh, many times uh, spent in France. Exact. So el que
2: más puede, creo, de las personas que más pueden admirar la cocina francesa so soy I, yo. I think
3: I, I am a big
2: admirer of the French cuisine. Yo sé quién es Pierre Pierre Gagnaire, Jacques-Yves. I know Alexandre. all of all of the the great fr- French chefs. Everybody, Maxime, en, uh, blah blah, quien quieras. qui 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 Los, el, el demonio, ¿no? and,
3: and, and at a certain part in, in <laughs> history that we turned into the devil. It's like we turned uh, against all these French uh, chefs. Es lo que ha ocurrido. A la, el gran cambio para,
2: uh, paradigmático que, que la, la cocina uh, de otros países no, no, estaba, no se tenía en cuenta. It's
3: like it's, this big paradigmatic change that uh, cuisines from, from other places
2: in the world was not taken in account. And you have now Peruvian, Mexican... Brazilian, Chinese, Japanese in uh in Priminosa the Loventa, yo no me crea que the pescado in sashimi para el, el pescado del sushi era crude.
3: I like in the before in the nineties, I, I couldn't believe that
2: sashimi was raw fish. I couldn't believe it was complicated that so we wanted to think it was more complex than that and it wasn't. Y por, por supuesto que lo es. And it is. Porque tienes que elegir un producto de máxima calidad, because you have to choose
3: maximum quality product. Saber tratarlo, you have to know how to how to treat it, saber conservarlo y store it y aplicar una técnica. And apply technique.
2: And in
3: theory it's something very simple. Pero, eh, la la the complex
2: simplicity. The techniques, no no, no The Te- cuisine
3: is not complicated. Uh, it's a routine. Only routine.
2: You can you see uh, to make now uh, Shalom bows or, or uh, any Dinsa and you, you see and you believe it's the most complicated in your life? I'm sure you, when you make the first, it's horrible. When you make the hundred, it's horrible. But when you make every day, every day, every day, for you it's routine. Mm-hmm. It's the same traditionals or the, or the modern technicals.
0: So- Albert, then how did you decide who you sent from your kitchens to train with Andrew's team? And Andrew, how did you, what did you decide to do with um, Albert's team visiting? over? Like, how did the actual practicalities break down in that case? You know, what, what did you decide to do? Were they here for a few weeks? And then did they have a curriculum? Or <laughs> like, what, what, what was going on in the kitchen here?
1: Well, I think most importantly, it was, it was to have fun. I think that's the most important thing. And I think, you know, I'm not going to be teaching our chefs how to cook. That's not really what it's about. It's about showing them things like the energy of how we eat dim sum, so they can see for themselves. Seeing that Chinese food, the way a lot of it is eaten in the Western world of, of kind of, you know, protein, meat and rice, that isn't necessarily the only way to eat Chinese food. That if dishes come as a collection... And when people in kind of European cuisine, they talk about a balance of a dish that actually, when we're talking about eating um, on a Chinese table, actually that balance isn't necessarily coming from an individual dish by itself. It's coming from a collection of dishes with that balance incorporated within the collection. Uh, and I think it's about getting chefs to understand that is, and his chefs to, to try to get and insight to that being a lot more important than the other stuff. You know, we made, we had fun, you know, we, we pulled noodles together, we made some hag out together, and they took loads of white powder in their suitcases uh, <laughs> back to Barcelona <laughs> for them to play with. But, you know, that stuff is, is more technical, you know, mm-hmm. that stuff they will pick up very, very quickly. The, the other stuff is really what it's more about. It's, it's about understanding um, how I, I feel that... Um, Chinese food is best eaten, um, how there is parallels between what I believe to be you know, the dim sum kitchen and kind of European pastry kitchens, because Albert is obviously one of the best pastry chefs in the whole world, right? And the fact that he, he looks at dim sum from, yeah. that, from that standpoint, yeah. that's already very different to a lot of pastry chefs. Um, a lot of pastry chefs think it's you know, really kind of, I'm part of a sweet world. And that is it. Mm. And Albert really doesn't. You, you talk to him, it's very much that dim sum, pastry, there is a savoury part and there is a, a sweet part, and it all encapsulates. And that is a very, if anything, a very avant-garde way of thinking for, uh, for a pastry chef. Mm.
0: And I'm sure there's a lot of pastry a chefs lot of pastry to here, so, sorry. so we can probably like <laughs> open the floor up yeah. for that kind of thing. Um, I guess my last question, before we do kind of just get some questions from the floor, is... Um, what have you learned from this process? Um, and what is next? So what have you learnt from doing this? Make a restaurant together, no? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely.
1: <laughs> you, well, you know that's what? next. I, okay. I always say, like, the, the one thing about Albert and his team is that every chef, no matter who you are how much experience you have, you, there's a subconscious line of where you think the limit is. And I think what Albert has done for so many of us is that he's allowed us to think beyond that line. And I think, you know, it it sounds very strange to say this, but whether or not you believe it or not, there is a subconscious line in your head of what you think is possible. And when you talk to him and you see his genuine, constant thirst to ask questions and how to not not push for things better, but explore things differently, you, as a chef, it's the most wonderful thing because you go, you know what, why not? consider that why not consider that why not consider that and that is such a powerful tool to learn from an individual to take away into you know your own culinary practices
0: so it's an openness a questioning those are the kind of lessons that you would share with other people if they were thinking about cross-culturally learning in this way or like working together cross-culturally it would be about making sure that you had a questioning mind you didn't automatically come with the answers.
1: Well, I, I agree about Abba when he says, you know, when you, do, when you see a lot of these four-hand, six-hand, eight-hand, 24-hand dinners, or whatever they are, all over the world, like, you really get this feeling that it's the chef, like, trying to tattoo his, his, his print onto his plate of food within this collection. And I think that's, that's never been my, my way of looking at it. When you, know, I, you look up the word collaboration, that is not the definition, right? It's very much about... Learning together. It's very much about um, seeing what other people can, can show you um, and how they translate what they see, what they perceive to be a cuisine. And that is a collaboration. And mm-hmm. I think that's really the magic um, of what I've always thought to be the most important, which is why Albert is the only person to ever um, come to A1 because I'm, I'm just like, you know, we, we want to do it with. The very, very best, and, and, and it's been an absolute honour, and it's it's been uh, the highlight of my career to have Albert and his team join us um, to show the guys. You know they're all they're all nervous. They don't even know how to act around him at the moment. Um, I don't know how they're going to cook food for him later. Um, but it is those are the important things. This idea of understanding what collaboration actually is, um, and and again, it's not even about just ideas or watching Albert in the kitchen. Like, People, and I was the same, when, before I went to Barcelona, I thought, Albert's not going to be cooking. Like, he's just going to be in, a, in front of a computer telling people to do stuff. When you go to Barcelona, like you, he was there earlier than me, shamefully. Um, you get there, Albert is there in the kitchen doing stuff, touching stuff, tasting stuff. And then I remember so much, he had five restaurants and he'd get his laptop, and he'd walk round each of the, and I, just, I was following around like I was a personal handbag holder. Like, <laughs> we but every restaurant, you go in, taste stuff, to the chef, do something, touch the product, you discuss it, you'd go around all five restaurants. And I think that is very special in our industry, where you see so many chefs now who, who aren't in the kitchen. And that's something that I've, I, especially after I came in from Barcelona, I, I no longer kind of felt like I wasn't doing myself justice by going through my same routine every day. Every day I come in, I drop the kids off, I come in, I make the same dumpling every day, 150 of them every single day. And 10 years down the line, I have yet to make a perfect set, you know, uh, of Haggau. I've made some where i have going, all right, I'm getting close, but after you know, 15 years of, of doing this, I've yet to have a day where I look at the whole set. I look at the tray, I normally look at it from this angle and then I look at it from that angle. There has yet to be a day where I go, that entire set is absolutely perfect. And I think that's down to, to people like Albert who have, who have influenced my mindset more than anything.
2: Yeah. Later,
1: later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> any, any last thoughts about what you've learned? No,
2: mira, hablando un poco de la, de la, de la, uh, del menú, no? de la propuesta, yo soy pastelero. So speaking ¿no? a bit about the, the menu um, I'm, I'm, like Andrew
3: said I'm a, apart from chef, I'm a pastry chef, both.
2: Tengo local we have a place here in London actually called Kicks and Bubbles,
3: it's in Café Royal here in London.
2: Entiendo, entiendo como como finger
3: I tried to make pastry uh, with these two three bites and find this emotion in these two three bites only.
2: Si, sí, porque me, encuent- me cuesta entender la emoción en un gran trozo de tarta.
3: Because I, I find it hard to understand emotion with a big piece of cake.
2: Comiendo 15 cucharadas. Or, or
3: yeah, 10, 15 spoons of, of, this, of, a, of a cake. It's
2: like. Dessert. A, 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 alguien, alguien puede pensar que hay sopas muy, muy, muy buenas, pero una sopa emocionante cuesta de encontrar. Many
3: soups are, are, are great, but, but it's hard to find. A, uh, a soup that makes you emotional.
2: Por cierto, las mejores sopas del mundo las chinas. By
3: the way, the best soups in the world, Chinese.
2: Volviendo al postre.
3: And going back to the dessert.
2: No voy a hacer postre.
3: I'm not going to do desserts
1: tonight. Really? <risa> no. No. Let's <I'm> <risa> no. okay. me, me,
2: me, me encanta la idea de cuando acabas de comer que te dan una pieza de fruta. I, I love the idea that when you finish eating, you get a piece of fruit. Estamos haciendo un tratado sobre la fruta en, 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 enigma. Ahora, en enigma. we're doing a, a study about fruit, seasonal fruit. Es, es obvio que ahora tenemos la, la mejor fruta de, now, del año. Now is
3: uh, of course the best season to, to eat fruit.
2: Y yo voy a ofrecer una serie de, de frutas.
3: A, a uh,
2: que espero que, que a, we para... hope is, is people like por la, la emoción de de, de the, the, dos. To this emotion <coughs> in fruit, in one bite, tra- sin, sin And
3: the transformation, without manipulation.
2: And it's transformation without manipulation.
3: And you're going to do dessert.
1: Apparently, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> we are, we are. Yeah, no, but as you said, the, the, the last bite being a fruit is such an important part. And I think that again, there are so many parallels with, with my uh, my experience with Chinese food. You know, when I when I was growing up, the the end of every wedding um, or every Sunday uh, dim sum would be just a plate of oranges. Mm-hmm. And it's so nice to see that taking to absolute extremities. Um, at Enigma, they actually do 13 or 14 uh, fruits. Yeah, I like I like 13 or 14 fruits. And I remember when he showed me the, the picture of it, he goes, just pick, pick three, Andrew. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, how do you pick this? It was the hardest decision I've made in the last three weeks. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. It, it's, it's turbocharged fruit. Taking um to a whole new level yeah.
0: um i'm gonna we've got a few minutes now so i can take a couple of questions from the floor and i wondered did anyone have any questions for albert and andrew or albert or andrew um yes please thank you I'm not, i will repeat your question again for the for the podcast go ahead Uh, Renata, food writer, asks what other ingredients, apart from the jamón, did you bring from Barcelona? And what other...
2: The... Uh, uh, we, we brought, cuatro, no lo sé, cajas we brought, así brought four huge
3: boxes. <laughs> we brought some fruit. We brought prawns. Uh, we brought...
2: Cherries. Cherries. Like this. Big cherries. Uh, or, orange. Orange. We brought...
3: Salsas. So all the sauces.
2: Uh, ah, vamos a hacer la oliva uh, famosa que hicimos en el Bully, la oliva we We're going
3: to do the famous uh, olives, spherical olives, of course.
2: 3, 4 no and,
3: and we hadn't actually eaten uh, any of these like from three, four years. Está buenísima. So, it's Pero
2: él ha hecho un aceite especial para la oliva. He a, he, he a touch for the olive, so hemos, hemos traído una salsa de calamar. We,
3: we a, a Spanish, el pollo, uh, squid sauce, with squid and
2: ink sauce. Mm. Hemos traído sin su Ternera ternera curada.
3: We cured beef, beef. Ya, yeah, uh,
2: no, 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 it's like 26 dishes, so it's,
3: we don't it's remember all. right now. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: including 20 dessert, 27. <laughs> 27. <laughs> all the fruits. Um, anyone else? Oh, please. Andrew, your custard bun. I, ha- I think I came here a few years ago to eat. Your custard bun is amazing, the
1: dessert. Oh, thank you. You know,
0: oh, I'm obviously passionate about desserts and ice cream yeah. and things. Um, I would love to know...
2: How you would interpret that custard? Have you tried the custard yes. bun? it's
0: amazing, right? Yes. How would you interpret that custard bun? Okay, and what was your name? Ontario. Terry. Terry. Yeah. Okay. Interpreting, okay. Interpreting the custard bun.
3: Al al bando. Sí sí sí. Alguno algún lugar. ¿Tú com... cómo quién sería la teva interpretación o interpretación? es pues
2: es es que es. La, la la gran pregunta que yo no sé cómo si esta la
3: question Lo primero
2: cuando vas a interpretar o reinterpretar una receta. Según mi opinión es, es eh, basar el respeto.
3: First is to the respect to that Entonces,
2: para, para, eso, para ello tienes que, que eh, conocer la receta, so estudiar la in order to do that, in order to
3: have that respect, you need to study and really know that recipe.
2: Comerte, haberte comido algunas buenas. Y aprender su técnica perfectamente. And first, learn his technique 100%. Y a partir de ahí, pues, pues eh, claro, lo más sencillo sería cambiar la crema por una crema por otra crema.
3: For example.
2: Pero pero es que está es perfecta.
3: But it's perfect. I don't know needs.
2: Hay cosas que now.
3: There's some things that
2: How you would change. es como no, co- hay, hay cosas que realmente la tradición no son difícilmente superables. There's, no.
3: there's some things that in, in traditional traditional cuisine that are hardly replaceable or or changeable. Sorry, does that, does that get to no your... There's
0: some things like like music, better not just leave
1: it alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but having said that, I, I think I would know how Albert would change it. I think Albert would take the 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 bun recipe. And when you when you make those buns, I mean we make a lot of them every day. And even when I look at them now, there is a slight discrepancy in how fluffy they are. But that is to do with hydration rates, is to do with the particular flour, not only the particular, but what time of year you're using that flour, together with the ambient temperature of the room, together with everything else, right? I guarantee you, he would take that, that bun recipe and he would make it not only super, super pillowy, white, uh, pillowy soft, but he would find a way of doing it incredibly consistently 365 days a year. And I think, You know even for myself as i said like you know as much as we try for consistency because these products are changing all the time you know sometimes you will get a bun that is slightly more lighter than another one and one that is you know there is a perfect one that i know in my head and we try our very best to get it all the time we don't always hit the mark every single time uh but i guarantee he would find a way to do that super consistently
0: and the sacrifices you have to make as a chef and the effort that you put in and the exactitude that you have to employ to get that 100% consistency. I mean, that's a lot, right? I mean, is that, is the, in the end, is that, is that the ultimate goal? Is that 100% consistency at that level? Or is there a, a space for imperfection, artisanal approaches, diversity, is there something beautiful in not getting that perfect? Um, and, do, and, 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 you know.
1: You're saying is there beauty in imperfection?
0: Yeah, is there beauty in, the, in, in looking at that tray of buns
1: you and
0: like seeing that kitchen. kind of unevenness? That's or is there, funny. is the beauty is in that 100%? Yeah.
3: For that's uh, what kitchen is for me. That's
1: what it is. You know, I, I, I when,
2: the, when they ask me what's my favorite,
3: what's my best dish done so far,
2: I, I, always, I, always, I always say that, that
3: it's, I, haven't, I haven't done it yet.
2: Because
3: that's the, the creative spirit, is to think that, that you still haven't made that.
2: Mm. It's a, uh yeah, the non-conformity. Mm.
3: But always uh, in the base with a respect to the guest. Mm. Uh,
0: one last question, any last yeah. yes please. Um, I loved um, you know I've been very privileged to, to open um Bar Baloo for Daniel Bulu and
2: working with Chef for six years and I know Andrew for a long time and Albert, we've
0: met before. Um, you know, I loved everything that you talk about and how you talk about energy, asking questions, the unknown,
2: not being afraid, and and, and really trying to to come up with all that knowledge. Now, I'm a front the front the front the front of the house guy. How do you pass that on to your teams? That energy, that love. Because you know, it's you got to get your team to ask questions all the time. You got to get them. You know. Into the, into the mood of what you guys do so incredibly well, how do so you pass a that a on? See, bueno, explícale que cuando cuando volvimos a al tener solo un restaurante, y obviamente yo me puse de jefe de cocina.
3: Yeah, when, when we came back after the pandemic and after closing the restaurants, when we reopened Enigma, uh, I myself, I put myself as a chef de
2: cuisine. Because when I had five
3: restaurants, that was
2: impossible. With only one y a los tres meses dije esto no esto no me gusta
3: and after three months he's
2: like I don't like this you, and you head chefs yeah,
3: we got two two guys of the team you and you, head chefs.
2: Y, me, y me fui a cocinar and I went back to cooking es el mejor ejemplo que le puedes dar a los jóvenes
3: that's, a, that's the best example you can give uh,
2: young guys eh, el respeto cuando hablas de de, una, de un equipo when you, when you talk about a team, el respeto Y la humildad es fundamental. Humility and, and respect,
3: humbleness and respect is basic.
2: Young people at the same time, they,
3: they, they look for a, a certain level of, of stability and, and, and professionalism.
2: Precisamente una de las cosas interesantes de viajar tanto es aprender, no las recetas, sino todas estas, estas cosas. And, and, and one of the
3: really interesting things of traveling is, what is, is to learn these things, not only techniques and recipes, but also how, how these things are managed. The I,
2: remember, I remember a restaurant called Charlie Trotter in a, yeah. 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 Everybody knows Charlie Trotter is one of the most important restaurants in the United States, maybe in the world. Uh, we, we, we are going to, to make a, a dinner in the 10th, uh, so the, the 10th anniversary. In the 10th anniversary of the restaurant. And uh, dijimos, and, and he went with Oriol Castro from Disfrutar. From the restaurant,
3: For Rest one week. They, they went there for one week.
2: Uh, uh, they saw all sort of meetings: individual
3: meetings, meetings with the whole staff. Yeah. With the, with
2: the no eran habituales en un restaurante a hacer reuniones
3: cuando,
2: cuando volví al bully digo ferran he visto una cosa alucinante and
3: he Bulli, he brother, he said, ferran comunicación this communication
2: y empezamos
3: and that's what we started. We started. Y,
2: y, y la comunicación es, es la clave and
3: that's the key the com- this communication is key
2: tenemos unos sistemas eh, muy rigurosos de día a día para que
3: rigorous, uh, place, uh, para
2: que falle lo mínimo,
3: so we, we can fail as as
2: Como por ejemplo el hecho de que todas las elaboraciones durante 15 minutos se prueban antes like, de abrir.
3: For example, uh, all the all the menu all the operations during 15 minutes <coughs> are tested every day before opening.
2: Medi features 50, 50 elaborations it in 15 minutes. To, to check everything is okay, uh, uh, texture fermented, uh, salt uh, texture blah blah, blah blah blah, and thanks to this I can open uh, with uh, security. It's uh, muy la Yeah, the, the, the
3: question is very interesting.
2: Porque The kitchen nowadays you just go into YouTube and you can
3: learn. But this.
2: Pero all, all that you can't, you can't
3: learn.
0: I think we'll probably draw it to a close there. Right, the food, um, <laughs> the food has arrived, and so it's time to enjoy the fruits of their labour. So it just leaves me to thank, obviously, Andrew and Albert. For, uh, thank you, thank thank you to everybody else, to Estrella, to um, Lee Kum Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. Enjoy the taste. You've been listening to ExoSoust audio newsletter from me Dr Mukta Das and Chef Andrew Wong. Don't forget to leave us comments or questions so that we can tackle in later editions. Thank you.